0: Now kids are very different these days, the world and the culture is extremely different and normal Christian parenting just isn't getting the job done anymore. As Christian parents, we need to start thinking outside the box on our role as parents. Denise Mira, public speaker, educator, coach, mentor, and author of No Ordinary Child, Unlocking the Leader Within Your Child, and contributing author to numerous publications, has traveled extensively, both nationally and internationally, inspiring change as she shares her empowering message for families. Her authentic, down-to-earth communication style is refreshing to readers. Welcome to the Gems of Motherhood podcast, Denise. It's so good to have you on the show. Thank you, Sharon. It's great to be here today. Absolutely. Now, Denise, this was awesome because we almost could not record this podcast because of all the construction that was going on, but God was just so good and just so awesome that he pretty much gave them all a break, right?
1: (laughs) That's right. Oh, so awesome.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And you know what? Today we're going to be talking about revolutionary parenting, and I know that you're going to have a lot of gem nuggets to unpack to us today. And so So I am just looking forward to some breakthroughs today. So Um, me too. (laughs) Yeah. So to start off, you know, tell me, there are so many incredible mothers in the Bible. If
1: you had to choose one, who would you pick and why? Uh, Great question. That's easy too for me. (laughs) And probably not a lot of moms listening today would even know the name of this mama. But her name was Jacobed. And she was a Levite who was married to Amram. And you can find her in the Mm -hmm. book of Exodus and the book Mm -hmm. of Acts. And I got to tell you, this was a low income couple. And that's so encouraging, because Mm. we struggle, we struggle, life is hard, 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 and finances are an issue. And it's often an excuse for why we can't do things that we want to do or watch God come through. But they were just an everyday average couple with no influence, no affluence, living in desperate days, days like today, Mm -hmm. days like what we're experiencing right now in our, in our culture, Sharon, we are so in touch with what's going on in our world right now. But Anyway, at the worst possible time, she found herself pregnant this was Mm -hmm. when pharaoh was bearing down on the hebrews and he was determined to take out the baby boys and if you remember right he said kill the boys but let the girls live and that is an anthem that's been ringing true for since time immemorial since that day we're still seeing that even in our culture let's crush the men let's let the girls live okay don't want to get ahead of myself but the reason i love this mama is because she refused to be a victim. She could have freaked Amen. out and, you know, and she could have said to her husband, how could you have done this to me? I knew we should, you know, blah, blah, blah right. you know, how, how we can be. But she, <laughs> I, I believe with all my heart, I believe that they were godly people. They were Levites. They were on the same page. Mm-hmm. They were yoked yoked together for purpose. That's what marriage is all about. And they determined to trust God with this pregnancy. And as the Egyptians were bearing down, I mean, they were checking for baby bumps and they were keeping tabs right. and this was tyr- this was tyranny and fear. Can you just feel that in the atmosphere, what they must have been experiencing, worrying that right. this little baby, if it were a boy, they were in deep trouble. But you know, what I find is that women are resourceful. They are amazing. They are strong and powerful. And as a submitted wife to her husband, they determined that they were going to trust God. And when that baby was born, the word of God tells us, yes, it was a boy. Mm -hmm. Oh boy. Oh boy. Mm -hmm. But they saw, okay. They saw that this was no ordinary child. Mm. They saw with, they, they got the revelation that this little fuzzy haired Hebrew baby boy was right. extraordinary, special, and they were not going to be afraid. The word of God says, so here was a, you, you asked me incredible mothers. Okay. She was poverty level, mm. no influence. She had a baby at the worst possible time in history to have a baby. And she Chose to be courageous. You don't think she was shaking in Mm -hmm. her boots? Mm -hmm. I mean, girl, I mean, we we all face it, right? We face it in motherhood. Fear to me is one of the big monsters of motherhood. You know, fear about what should we do? What shouldn't we do? What, you know, what if, what if? They said, nope, we are going to hide this baby. Mm. And there, they got a revelation about the extraordinary sense of purpose in that little guy. And they hid him for three months and refused to be victims. Mm -hmm. So she's my hero because the rest of the story, and this is really what my book, I based my book on because it was so real to me at the time. And my book is called No Ordinary Child, Unlocking Mm -hmm. the Leader Within Your Child. And really that's where the title came from, was from the story of Jacobed being a powerful woman, a powerful woman behind the scenes in a quiet place. And and the the rest of the story is so miraculous. I mean, let's just think about it. Right. So the very place when Pharaoh couldn't get the uh, godly midwives to kill the baby boys when they were born, because that was plan a, okay. He, he brought Shipra and Pua in and said, okay, ladies, when, if that baby's a boy, we kill him. If it's a girl, let her live, live. Well, they they were godly. They were convicted. Yeah. They had the fear of God. They So they, they lied to their authorities. I think that's kind of important. We're in a time when there's, there's an appropriate time to resist mm-hmm. the, the tyranny coming down on you. And mm-hmm. they, resisted the tyranny Mm -hmm. and they said I I believe they prayed and asked God for wisdom because they were in a tight spot. Mm -hmm. Their backs were against the wall. They I mean they that could be their heads, right? These are the ladies with the king's orders or the Pharaoh's orders. Well, they came up with a little story. Oh, the Hebrew women are vigorous. And those babies are born before right. we even get there. Right. Right, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so plan B let's throw them in the Nile. So then his new decree plan B throw the babies in the Nile. We'll get this. Okay. So Jochebed burst this little baby boy. His name is Moses. And they, and at three months, they couldn't hide him any longer. And so I believe they prayed. And this mama, Jochebed, she got resourceful, mm. refusing to be a victim. Okay. She couldn't go to the king's assistant and say, can you help me? Right. No, you know, but she said, God, you're bigger than the king. You're bigger than decrees. You're bigger than tyrannies and you're bigger than the Nile. All right. So God, give me a plan. And what did she do? Right. Just like so many of us, Sharon, we take a sow's ear and turn it into a silk purse because that's what women do. That's what mm-hmm, mamas do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what homeschooling mamas do. I'm seeing it all over the earth. Mm-hmm. I, so, what did she do? She went out and got some sticks and some mud. And what did she do? She made a basket. And in the Word of God in King James, they call it an ark, okay? Reminiscent of Noah's ark. I mean, a safe place, a hiding place in the waters. And where did she go tuck that little ark with her baby Moses inside? In the very Nile River where Pharaoh was drowning the baby boys. How? Profound. Right. So so then, okay, big sister Miriam, she she has Miriam watch over. And can you imagine that mama when she walked away from those waters? I can't even fathom what was going on in her mind. I know how I feel about my five sons. I I mean, oh help, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, even when I remember a couple of years back when I had to drop my daughter to school, I just bawled my eyes out. <laughs> yep. I mean, it's not the same as dropping off the baby at the River Nile, but you're still leaving your child in other people's care. Exactly. And, uh, you're, you're actually like the second guest who mentioned Jacobed. And so, this is like really interesting because she's such a strong woman, such a strong mothering figure, because just like you have said, you know, she is poverty level. She has no influence whatsoever. It was the worst time in history. And I feel like we're going through a horrible time in history right now just yes. because of everything that's going on in the world, all the different issues and world issues, culture issues, just crazy things, right? Yes. Yes. And like you said, Jacobat had a revelation and those godly midwives probably prayed. They had to pray. Otherwise, fear would have probably taken over them. But God gave them the courage. Right. And it's just so amazing that you mentioned Jacobat because she is such a strong influencer, such a strong woman. And like you said, imagine she dropped the baby off and Miriam watching from behind a tree. How is, mm. how, does she, how is she gonna feel like she must be on intercessory prayer?
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's so true, so true.
0: So as you talk about Jacobette, I kind of want to talk a little bit more about what we're going to talk about today. Revolutionary parenting and the role of motherhood. And I'm so glad that you used the example of Jacobette. So let's talk about like some of the issues that are going on today. There are moms who are not able to homeschool children, but they have to send their children to school and children are being exposed to a lot of different issues in public school settings. And as mothers... Tell me,
1: (laughs) what should mothers do? (laughs) Wow. Well, the topic of revolutionary parenting, let's just talk about what a revolution is, Sharon. A revolution is a drastic and far-reaching change in ways of thinking and believing. And if we look at what's being taught in public school, what's happening with peer pressure, what's happening in most homes, what's happening in many marriages, what's happening in so many churches, it's high time for a revolution. Mm -hmm. And in order to instigate that, whether your kids are in public schools or homeschooled, whatever, we've got to have the revelation that Jochebed had in her heart and mind, the revelation of Jesus as Lord, of our hope as Mm -hmm. being in God. And when we get that revelation, we also get a revelation about the power of the seed, the power in our children. And then that empowers us as mamas to pay the price to Mm -hmm. impact our children. So specifically, are you asking me, how do we equip our children to be out in the world? Girl, I think, you know what? I think we have got to, from day one, nurture them in the ancient of days. Sharon, we have to understand that Christianity is not about putting a cross around our necks. Christianity is not about pulling a promise card out of our promise box. Christianity Mm -hmm. is not about bedtime prayers and tokens of religion christianity is discipleship under the lord mm. jesus christ i got to tell you i my one of my daughters at least one of my daughters-in-law or was not home educated, was public school educated. Her mama was a single parent. But I got to tell you what, that woman is a godly woman who feared God and trusted God and nurtured and discipled and shaped and molded her child because she saw the power of the seed. See, that's the problem here right now is that we don't recognize the power of the seed, the power in our child, the Mm. inestimable potential. We don't recognize our power in shaping and molding and preparing these little ones as we release them out into the world, as we release them into public school settings. So revolution is what has to happen. In my book, I say it's up to us it's up to us Sharon, you and I as parents yeah. to create our own revolution in our homes for our sons and daughters. See, I don't have time to wait for someone else to do it. Right. It's going to be too late, right? Because I, I was thinking about this when I had five little boys and I was going to send them to school. And I looked across the street at the school and I thought there needs to be a revelation in that school mm-hmm. or a revolution in that school. But first that revolution has to come into my heart and home. Because if you inspect your heart in your home today, there's probably room for some revolution, isn't there? And so, So we just have to get real honest with ourselves and with God and allow him to shape us into what we need to be so that we can raise our children to be what they need to be.
0: Mm, Those are so great. Now, you know, how can we help our children to create or how can we as mothers and parents create our own revolution? What are some ways which you suggest that we need to make a change?
1: Well, I think we need to change our inputs because the voices in our culture are resisting everything about our biblical understanding. Mm -hmm. Just think about it. You pop onto Instagram, you pop onto Facebook, you open a magazine in the doctor's office, you jump onto YouTube. So many messages are saying are at the heart of so many messages toward women is the message of feminism. Mm -hmm. Okay, that feminism is a revolution. I know for a fact I was a 16 year old girl and I was a feminist. I didn't value babies. I didn't value husbands. I didn't value family. Mm -hmm. I Gloria Steinem had her hooks on me. (laughs) Some of you listening may be too young to even know who she is, but she's the mother of feminism in my world. And I got to tell you, I played with Barbies and Barbies didn't do babies. Barbies did Ken and careers and sports cars and chasing the dollar bill And, and even. Even Christian influencers, which is so sad to me. I'm reading them. I'm watching them and they are perpetrating the message of feminism. They are calling women out of their homes. They're calling women into the workplace. Mm-hmm. They're, they're forgetting to remind women that the most powerful place right. in the world that they can operate is as a woman in her sphere, as a woman, as a wife, as a mother as a homemaker, Mm -hmm. Sharon, I am not going to lie to you. I want it all. I wanted to, I imagine myself as a high powered, influential career woman with a briefcase and a sports car and a can forget marriage, forget babies. I didn't want any of that. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be somebody in this world. And when I found Jesus, I got low. I got low before I could rise up. I got Mm. on my knees and I found who I really was, who my real identity was in Christ. And I died daily and through that sacrifice mm. of of dying daily behind closed doors giving my all surrendering everything my morning formula was the bible my morning formula was prayer my i chose to live on a shoestring i gave up a high powered career. I gave up a potential high powered career with the federal government sitting in the office where every single job came across my desk first, Mm. because my husband and I, we knew that God had called us to raise an army somehow to Mm -hmm. change the world. And we knew that my place first and foremost was at home with the babies that God was giving us. And then in another season, I get to do something different. We, I want it all, but we can't have it all at once. We've got to have It all on God's timeline in due season. And so at times we lived at poverty level. And I'm not exaggerating that. Mm -hmm. But you know what? Poverty level in America is a whole lot different Different. than poverty (laughs) level. Yeah. In, uh, you know, in a third world country. And so I'm not crying over it. I'm just saying that maybe we didn't have all the fancy houses and vacations and all the stuff that everybody's chasing these days. But I'm, so I guess I'm saying, mama, watch your input, get off Instagram, get new friends if you need new friends, because the people you relate to are your input. They're your ceiling, they're your boundaries. The five people you're closest to are gonna determine what you become. And so watch your inputs, get back to the Bible, get back on your knees, mm-hmm. get in God's word, Trade the lies you believe for the truths of God's word. That's where I start. That's where I tell women to start right there and just mm. see what God can do. And right now I'm coaching privately a single mom. She's a full-time working woman with yeah. children that she adores. But you know what? Because I know that nothing, nothing is impossible with God. Just like you and I weren't going to record today. And by <sighs> my simple Asking, my simple asking and listening to the Holy Spirit, construction was shut down for a day just because God knew this message had to get out. And so when I coach her, when I consult with her weekly and even in between. I remind her of who she is and the power of God she gets to draw upon. And that all those things that the world tries to tell her are not true and that she needs to go back to her father in heaven for the truth. And now guess what God's doing for her as a single mom? Because you know, we can all say, we can all make our excuses. Oh, oh, poor me. But you know what God's doing for her is giving her a brand new job Mm -hmm. with like three days remote, two days out. That gives her five days at home with her kids. Girlfriend, we have not begun to see what God can do because we have not believed him for Mm. the immeasurably more than we could ask or hope or think. And Mm. that's all I'm about getting a real relationship with your savior and tapping into more. You're thinking too small. You're thinking too small. You're thinking too small.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That's so great. You know, I mean, there are also obviously mothers who are torn between being at home with their children, sacrificing that life, as well as, like you said, you want it all, right? Being in the workplace. Now, how can we help these mothers who are torn and how can we encourage them to know that obviously there's a season and time for everything.
1: Well, I think it's it's like what you're doing, Sharon, and so many of us are working so hard to get the message out. Mm-hmm. Because if they don't see the prize, they won't pay the price. I didn't get it. I didn't see. God had to give me a revelation. And you know what? We've got to first lead these mamas to Jesus, to a vibrant, real living relationship with Mm -hmm. a living God and a living word. It's not religion. It's not all that, that religion binds, religion kills. Jesus said, he came to give us life and life abundantly. And see, I'm living a rare existence today with my eight grown children, Sharon, my five sons that I birthed and their three wives and my six grandchildren. So far, I'm living a rare existence. And I, I tell women, who are you taking your advice from? Are you mm-hmm. taking advice from a drowning man? Are you taking a life coaching from people whose lives you don't want to emulate? Yeah. Do you know how many marriage? coaches have been divorced four times. I'm sorry. I love them. There's no judgment and no condemnation, but are you taking advice from people whose lives you don't want? Mm-hmm. So I say, say you know what? I'm living a rare existence. My kids are my best friends. They're my coaches. They're emotionally intelligent. They're dedicated to their savior. They're walking uprightly. They're developing the society that we live in. I try to hold that out and say, this is what you can have. You can be best friends with your kids. They'll text you. They'll FaceTime you. Mm-hmm. They'll write you in cars. They'll bring you flowers because you paid the price when the price needed to be paid. But you know what? So many women, they don't have the revelation because no one's told them or they haven't seen. And so you and I and others like us are trying so hard to get this good news out that mm-hmm. there is so much more because society's problems are parenting problems. Mm-hmm. And if we don't shape and mold our children, they're going to create our societies no matter what we do. I mean, look at Seattle, look at Portland look at the mm-hmm, cities that have been mm-hmm. under such demise in the past year especially I mean it's been going on for decades but we've really it's really come to light and emerged through all this COVID stuff etc cetera, etc cetera. Uh, somebody raised those kids whose handprints are on those kids well mm-hmm. I wanted to we want to encourage women that when they release their children ha- they want to have their handprints on those kids they want to shape and mold those kids to create beautiful societies that we will live in in freedom in uprightness, in godly, values in singing our national anthem and putting our heart, our hand on our heart with pride. Be, right. and you know why that's going to happen? Because you and I behind the scenes and millions of other moms are, are looking at their Moseses behind the scenes and getting the revelation that mm-hmm. they need to hide those kids for a season mm. if they really want the glory later on. And right now I get to live in the glory of God because God's plan is a multi-level marketing <laughs> team. Unlike Amen. any you've ever seen, right? Yeah. She Generations of my vision, my vision is strong families through generations. And there's Mm. nothing, I I know a lot of people who have all the money. They can go to Nordstrom's and shop till they drop, girl, but they got nothing to come home to. They might have a 401k and Bitcoin to blow your mind, but they are lonely and isolated and living in regret, nurturing their cats and dogs because their kids won't have anything to do with them. You Mm -hmm, know what? If I can tell them, girl, get your butt at home, leave your simple ways and be wise, be willing to give up the second car in the big house, live in a trailer for goodness sakes, but do something with the most powerful tool God's ever given you. And that's a child, the Mm -hmm. power of the seed, Sharon, nothing like it, nothing like it.
0: The power of the seed and (laughs) the power of motherhood, you know, and um, Mm. speaking of the power of the seed, many times children face social pressure about sex gender expectations from society. Now, as a revolutionary parent, mother yourself, how can we help our children not to be intimidated by those pressure? Because it's so much more prevalent these
1: days. Absolutely. And you know what I found? That our children become what we are. Mm. The Word of God tells us, Jesus said, that, our, that the, the student will become like his teacher. And what I see is so many parents today, they're the blind leading the blind. I mean, let's just face it. Mama's sleeping with her boyfriends, and she's wondering why her kids are getting STDs. I mean, that's pretty mm-hmm. brutal, but it's right. the truth. Right. What are we living What are we living before our children? Are we putting on the mask because everybody's telling us to put on the mask? And I know we're not here to talk about politics or COVID or anything else, but are we doing virtual virtue signaling because the culture is telling us to? Mm -hmm. Are we lining up and conforming to society? The word of God tells me be not conformed to this present world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind by the living word of God. Amen. Mama, daddy, if you're renewing your mind in the word of God daily, that's my morning formula. I don't care what Tony Robbins tells you. I don't care what Oprah tells you. I tell you right now, Morning Formula and the best book you can use on the planet for self-development and personal development, successful finances is the word of God. Okay, get in the word and see what the word tells you. Let Mm -hmm. the word shape you. And then you know what? Just like Moses, and this is the best part of the story, Sharon, is that they said (laughs) they refused They did not fear and they refused to Mm -hmm. obey the king's edict. Okay, that was Amram and Jacobin. And you know what it says in Hebrews about about Moses? That when he grew up, he was not afraid of the king's edict. Mm, And And he despised his lavish upbringing in the household of the king. And he followed God instead. Because I hear an echo, our children. The more the older my kids get and now they're parenting and homeschooling and they sound more like me and my husband every single day why because by God's grace oh we're, we're full of warts we're full of weaknesses but by God's grace we endeavored to live the message of God's word we delivered to, to we de- we endeavored to live a life of disciples as christ mm. in turn we discipled our children in the ways of the word and and when we were wrong we said we're wrong and when we were sinners we said we sinned right so we're sorry kids and, and you know what there's something powerful in that our kids know our weaknesses better than we they call us weak they call us spade a spade and we have to say you're right and you know what the kids respect that and in the end what does it say if we train up a child in the way he should go when he is old he will not depart and so mama daddy you want your kids to be strong in this culture be strong for them right now in your yeah. culture and model for them model for them exactly what you want them to become.
0: Right. Amen. Obviously motherhood is not the easiest task in the world. It's one of the hardest job in the world. And I think we should all be paid for it. Right. Um, <laughs> 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 and obviously sometimes mothers, um, face the pressure of being in the house and just the pressure of um, wanting to train up our child uh, in the way of the Lord, the way that they should really go. And yet sometimes moms can feel that pressure so much that they may actually blow up in front of their kids. And what do you suggest when
1: they're in that situation to well, you know, Sharon, it kind of depends on what brings that on. There's different triggers for all of us. And we all have weaknesses. I've heard so many mamas are screamers and they freak out and all this. But if we really get down to the root of dissatisfaction, discouragement, mm. and so many times, I think mamas are discouraged because there's not a lot of uh, encouragement around them for their role. I used to kind of go, when people ask me what I do, I'd kind of go, <laughs> I'm a stay-at-home mom. I was having a garage sale one time and the guy asked me what I did. And I said, I'm married to a pastor and I'm a stay-at-home mom. And he said, what a waste. I mean, that was just, that's the spirit of this age. Oh, and wow. so uh, it's so important if if we want to remain content and so much time, I think contentment creates triggers of disillusionment and discontent. I think we need to not compare ourselves with others. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to realize The power we have in the Holy Spirit and and that we are never a victim. There was a scripture that I leaned on so much. And this was also what I saw in Jochebed was second Peter tells me that I have his divine power gives me every single thing I need. Okay. Every single thing I need. Every single thing I need, it gives mm-hmm. me patience. It gives me grace. It gives me resource. When I would be sitting there feeling sorry for myself, I didn't have this, or I didn't have a mama who helped me all the time, or a grandma to come and carry my load, or a you know enough money to take the kids to Disney World or whatever. Or my husband wasn't was misbehaving, and I I was mad at him, or you know mm-hmm. how, how we are. We we have something to complain about at every turn, <laughs> right? But I said to myself, no. The truth is this. Second Peter one says. His divine power has given me every single thing Amen. and it would empower me. Now, if you're sitting there scrolling and you're looking at Instagram at this gorgeous babe living in Southern California with her handsome husband and her four beautiful kids and the nanny's carrying the bag and she's at beach and poor me, I hate my life. My kids are misbehaving. And my, you know what I'm saying? It's like this yeah. downward spiral. Right. And it's a bunch of nonsense. It's a whole bunch of nonsense. I mean, anybody can take a great picture dressed in designer clothes on the beach, but let's just poke our finger. Through, down the surface of these people's lives and so many of them it's spin it's smoke and mirrors okay i'm the richest woman in the world sharon i i and that's what i told myself as i was raising my kids i've got mm-hmm. everything lord mm-hmm. you've given me five sons five sons i've mm-hmm. got daniels and moses and samuels and i've got david's and solomon's and girl when we realize what we have yeah. when we look in god's word Oh, and I I am walking on air. Even if I'm walking through my trailer with my cardboard boxes, I am the queen. I have a, I have a scepter of righteousness and I am changing the world. And you know what? When you wake up tomorrow, mom, you have the opportunity to live in the slums and call yourself just a homemaker, or you have the opportunity to sit on your throne. Mm -hmm. and and work miracles Mm. in the next generation. Mm. That's the power we have, Sharon.
0: Amen. I love that. You know, work miracles in the next generation, which is so much more needed these days. And thank you. We're pretty much at the end of the show, but I'd love to hear, is there anything else you would like to share with other gems of mothers out there?
1: Wow, I have so much, but- I know, please share. Oh, I just want to say, don't think too small. I want to promise you, I don't care if your kid is ADHD, blind, crippled, misbehaving, unriddling today. I want to promise you that there is an inestimable potential within your child that you have not. Even begun to realize or tap into that the Holy Spirit wants to show you. And I want to help you to do that. I want to help you to do that. And I want you to go to my website, denisemira.com, and I want to give you a free gift. Okay. Because I'm going to give you the tool that I used and with my own five sons to help. This is just a foundational tool. It's called Seven Simple Steps to Raising Happy Kids Who Mm -hmm. Persevere. Okay. Happy kids who persevere while building team spirit in your home. And that's going to be the beginning of our relationship because I want to encourage you. I even would go so far. I want to help you. If I can even give you 30 minutes of my time, I promise you, you go to my website, sign up, and I will give you a free 30 minute consult with no strings attached because Sharon, my heart, my heart is just so into the women listening here. If they hear my voice and it resonates with them, I would love to build a relationship with them and help them. I've Mm -hmm. got all sorts of free Resources. I've got videos and YouTubes and documents and books. And right now, I've got my book, No Ordinary Child, it comes with a study guide in a bundle deal on my website. Can't get it cheaper anywhere else because it's got a hands on daily Bible study guide that mm-hmm. goes along. It's a it's a companion, is what I'm trying to say. I know we've, we're short on time, but, but so many women love it because it gives them something to hang on to, handles to hang on to as they walk through my book. Helps them. Well, when they buy that, I will give them. Them a free audio version of my book to listen to while they're scrubbing their toilets and driving to work and driving home. It's for any kind of parent, single parent, married parent, whatever. Um, but I, my heart and my passion is to spread the good news mm-hmm. of no ordinary child living in your home. You can be a no ordinary woman living in no ordinary life, raising no ordinary children to live in no ordinary life. And it is true help me to prove it to you. Mm. Just let me prove it to you. I'm here for you. God bless you, Sharon. Thanks for having me today. It's been a privilege. Anytime I get to remind parents of who they really are, not who the world tells them they are, not what well-meaning relatives tell them who they are, not who their boss tells them who they are. Anytime I get to tell them who they are, according to God's word, it's a good day for me.
0: Amen. Well, thank you so much, Denise, for just um being a no-ordinary mom, raising the next generation of Moses, of David's, of Daniels, and even spreading the gospel and sharing with other women and other mothers out there and how to raise the next generation of believers, the next generation of children, the next generation of warriors for the Lord. Yes. And so I'm so grateful that. you were able to come on this episode to share so many gem nuggets with us.
1: Thank you. It's been a privilege to be with you, Sharon. God bless you. And God bless those of you listening.
0: Yes. Thank you so much, Denise. Now, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Gems of Motherhood podcast. If you're wanting to connect with more amazing Gems of Mothers and more resources, head over to gemsofmotherhood.com where you can subscribe to the show. That's where you'll find show notes with actionable tips and any links mentioned by our guests. Most importantly, I hope you will find inspiration and learn to cultivate your own journey. You are loved you're an incredible gem to God. He knows you intimately. He knows what you're going through and he knows what you need. Remember you are fearfully and wonderfully made in him. Be sure to tune in for our next episode.